You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. Oh, we got a damn good show playing for you. Of course, one of my favorite musically themed days of the week, Top of the Charts Tuesday. We'll get to that coming up a little bit later on the show. Trevon Diggs. He got the bag. The straight cash homie signed a new deal. We'll get into that. Saquon Barkley signed the deal. I don't know if he got the bag, uh, but he did get some cash. We'll get into that, too, coming up a little bit later on in the show. Matter of fact, we'll start off with some NFL news notes and nuggets. NFL teams, uh, I think almost all of them, 27 of them, reported today. So, yes, football season is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. Also, since, you know, this is our swan song, we got to get into our NFL predictions. 
So might as well do it sooner rather than later. That way we can talk about it. Let's do it. Yeah, so we'll do that. Yeah. NFL predictions. We'll give you our division winners. We'll give you our uh, playoff teams. We'll give you the conference championship and our Super Bowl contenders. We're going to do that all of that today and have some fun with it. Also, we'll get into uh, the unfortunate news about Bronny James. Uh, mm. But then good news because yep. it turns out he's stable and everything's okay. Uh, also, uh, Dylan Campbell, speaking of good news, great news. Well, I think it's great news, but some of y'all out there might be a little salty. So we'll get into that, too. Uh, Astros, Ghost Rolls, where they win over the Rangers. Uh, that was dramatic. We'll dive into that. And Quinn Ewers, uh, predicted to be one of the top passers in college uh, football. And speaking of college football, Jim Harbaugh. Turns out Jim Harbaugh, hmm, some shady dealings might be hmm. out for the fir- first four games of the season for uh, for Michigan because of a suspension. We'll talk about that, too. Arch Manning with his first trading card and big-time NIL deal. We'll discuss that. Seems like we got tons to discuss that and more. Before we do, let's introduce you to the rest of the crew. He was a second-round pick for the Montreal Expos, but a first-round pick for the Austin Radio Network. He originally committed to the University of Texas, but decided to forego the 40 acres to chase his dream in the cheese. Pippin ain't easy, but for him, it's a breeze. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Hardball Hard. What's going on, brother? What it do, what it do. We are in the place. There is so much to get into. Prayers up for Bronny James. We know mm. that uh, that's a very, very scary situation, especially for a young man to go through that, for any person to go through that. So all prayers up for him. No question. Cowboys making major, major Ooh. moves, and I'm excited about it. We got a chance to talk to our man Clarence Chill Hill yesterday. Oh, man, day too soon. Day, a day too soon. <laughs> day and I was too like, soon. Man, as soon as that broke, I wanted to call him back and see if he had time today. But there was so much to get into, and I'm excited about it. I'm more interested in the fact of Jim Harbaugh. One of the things we will talk about today in the Hard Knocks life, we talked about that strange injury that happened yesterday with Naheem Hines. Well, I've got a book. A man wrote a book about some of the strangest injuries that have happened in Major League Baseball. It is very entertaining, and I want to share some of that <laughs> with you because a lot of people got a lot of issues. Yeah, that's right. But let me talk about my man that sits across from me every single day. He hails from H-Town with the Get Down. He's a lifetime Longhorn and a proud card-carrying member of DBU. Legendary lifetime and now college football Hall of Fame Longhorn, Derek Johnson, said he was the best cover corner he had ever seen. He's a former NFL DB that still has that passion for film study, but he's not a fan of white condiments. But, of course, he is a fan of you, the listeners. He is my man and yours, Rod Babels. I appreciate that intro, as always. That's not a waste any time. Introducing the real MVP, one of the hardest-working members of the ARN family. He's got a hustle spirit, period. We're not sure what he's paid, but we're pretty damn sure he's underpaid. It's Patrick Davis, y'all. What's going on, Patrick? Oh, just still enjoying, uh, you know, watching some good baseball last night. Ooh, well, it's of good because the Astros found yes. a way to win. You'd have to be seeing a different tune if they yeah, had a, a terrible way to win game, game. But no, yeah. it was a great game. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. No, it is. Everybody was like, oh, yeah, so that was a great Super Bowl. And everybody yeah. in Philly was like, man, that Super Bowl sucked. That was terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always. The uh, grass was wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, talking about the grass. Everybody was like, man, that was a really fun Super Bowl to watch. It all depends on your perspective. Uh, your perspective, we invited on the Spectrum. Text line 512-337-3776. You're the listener, so you're the heart and soul of this thing, the heartbeat of it. You can also hit us up via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. You can hit us up there. All right, gentlemen. Uh, let's start with, there's a lot of news to get to. So there's so much. We'll do our best to try to cover it all. It's uh, yeah, they, they say this is supposed to be like the dry 
uh, <laughs> the, the dry season for sports. Uh, I don't know what the hell y'all talking about. There's mm-hmm. tons to talk about, tons to get into. Um, so, and by the way, we'll get into it. There's some other sports items out there that I did not address in the opening that we'll get to too. So we'll try to do our best first. And this news dropped probably less than an hour ago. Uh, Cowboys agreed uh, to terms with. Uh, Trevon Diggs on a brand new deal, five year, ninety seven million dollar extension. Run me my money for Trevon Diggs, mm-hmm. who and the deal includes a twenty one point two million dollar signing bonus, and with incentives, I think it's total worth about one hundred four million total with incentives if he meets all those. And by the way, he's an incentive guy because he gets a lot of picks. Yeah, you know. they probably made those incentives a little bit unrealistic for him. <laughs> honestly, right? Honestly, why you have to? Right. I mean, you, with that dude, he's like, no, he's going to hit them in center, especially when it comes to interceptions. Uh, so it's $19.4 million per year average in new money slots. Uh, Diggs is the fifth highest paid corner in the NFL right now, if you're just looking at that overall. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that is something that we were waiting to see we knew we what was going to happen because yeah. we've been talking about it for quite some time. As these deals start to take place, most of them end up happening right before training camp. Guys that are already on the contract. Goes back to our point of what we were talking about yesterday, Rob, where you're talking about the running back position. You need to start negotiating after that first or second year. Trayvon Diggs has put up numbers, and they knew if they let him get to that market – it was going to be ridiculous for him, and the Cowboys were going to have to come up off of a lot of money. Running back position is still something that we talked about, but for right now, we already said you got to be able to cover, you got to be able to stop, you got to be able to do a little bit more for you to get paid, and he is one of those positions that definitely are going to get paid. My what I love about Trevon Diggs, and I, obviously I'm in a bit of a fanboy right now just because I'm a defensive back uh, by trade. There's a term that's thrown out there about a player being a ball hawk. He's a ball hawk. He's a ball mm-hmm. hawk. And I think it's yep. thrown out there way too loosely. Um, this guy is the best ball hawk in the NFL right now. Former wide receiver. There, exactly. <laughs> and with that being said, like the best ball hawk that I ever played with was Nathan Vasher. Mm-hmm. Nasty Nate. He's, he's still in the record books, holds the record, tied for the little, most interceptions. A little mad about it because you know, he should be above it. He should. He should. Yeah. I love me some Noble, yeah. Noble Dolls. Yeah. God bless him. But Nasty Nate should hold that record because yeah. there's never been a better ball hawk in the history of Texas football and DBU history. And I'm talking about all the greats. Mm-hmm. Huff, even Huff Daddy will. He, he'll, Huff Daddy will probably tell you, yeah, yeah, no, Nasty Nate. Because he yeah. played with Nasty Nate. Yep. There, and this is the, the key to uh, being a great ball hawk. There's a mindset and a skill set. All right? You got to have a, a certain mindset and you got to have a certain skill set. And like I said, the, the guy who taught it to me was Nasty Nate. I couldn't learn it because I don't have that. You guys know, you know, I, my, I got hands like feet. Right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got to. Yeah. Hey, I, I'm like top five all time in PBUs at Texas. Yeah, yeah. Cause, and I could be in an interception list yeah. <laughs> if, if I had better hands. Know your strengths <laughs> and your weaknesses, right? I can get there. Uh, I'm going to lock you down. There, there are some PBUs where you celebrate, right? You knock it down. He's like, you celebrate, you flex on them. Yeah. And there are the PBUs where you basically are disappointing yourself <laughs> and your hands on your head and you're, and you're shaking your head. Because you knew you could have took it to the house. Because you know that was, yeah. that's not a PBU. That was an interception you dropped. <laughs> there are differences. A PBU and a dropped interception there. If you did rock, PBU slash drop interception <laughs> and, Ratio. Then, and took that and yeah. took those away from my PBU record, yeah. I would not be top five. I'd be <laughs> that way down in the total bowl. Because you know, there's so, so many games I can tell you, Robbie's like, oh man, why'd I drop that one? Yep. But anyway, getting to the point. The mindset is simple. And Nasty Nate taught it to me well. 
Um, he also applied this when he went out uh, on Sixth Street. Sometimes, yeah, too. he did. Uh, <laughs> he did. The ball, if the ball's in the air, it's mine. I have as much legal right to the football as the wide receiver, which is true, mm-hmm. actually. The the rule book, the technicality this, of the just because it's thrown yep. to the, the 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 wide receiver doesn't mean that he has a right to it. Actually, once the ball leaves the quarterback hands. You got as much a right to the football as anybody. It's equal opportunity at that point. He believed it was his. Yeah. He believed like every like everybody doesn't have that mindset. I'm covering. I'm too busy trying to cover a guy. That dude, when the ball was out, he was like, All right, if it's thrown in my direction, I'm at it. That's my ball. Yep. Right. I wasn't I, I didn't have that mindset. Nasty Nate had that mindset, and I think ball hawks have that mindset. The skill set is now you can have that mindset all you want. I tried to have that mindset. <laughs> Deep down, I really was that but, guy. Yeah, but if you don't have the skill set <laughs> right. to be able to actually take advantage of those opportunities. So you got to have the mindset to believe the ball is yours and you have as much a right to the football as anybody else. But then have the skill yep. to actually take the football away right. or to actually go after the football and take advantage of that opportunity. Right. And Nazi Nate had that. That gene. Uh, I know a lot of guys who have that gene. I don't think I, I obviously didn't have that gene. But my point is, Trevon Diggs, he has he is, he's the best ball hawk in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Not even, honestly, it's not that close. It, it's really not. I gotta, he's it, that skillful great, at what corners, he's done. But yeah, in terms of taking the ball away, no. You, he's in, he has 17 picks in his first three seasons, which is second most in the Dallas Cowboys history. Yeah. And he continues to make plays. Mm-hmm. And every time. You know, people are sitting here, a ball hawk that consistently get burned. That's because he's aggressive. You act like everybody's got to play the technique and do things the perfect way. It never happens like that. And a ball hawk is somebody that is aggressive enough to think that he read it perfectly to go and get the ball. Now, do we want him to give up that many yards? It's a risk-reward, right? Your position is a risk-reward. It, you want to do things the right way. You can have the perfect coverage. Ball goes up, dude mosses you. It just happens that way. You were there. But some guys can go up there and make that play to make it a turnover. There are some guys that will jump a route and probably shouldn't jump the route, and that's what we've seen from Trayvon. But I guarantee you, obviously the Cowboys see oh, everything in him that they like. That's why they gave him the money. And there are teams in the NFL that will go and pay money for a top-flight cornerback we just saw with Jalen Ramsey. How does Jalen Ramsey go from team to team? It's because the dude can cover. And he goes and makes plays. So I'm with you on that. When it's a lot of, there's a lot of risk-reward that is involved in that, but my man, is he's one of those guys that every time he's on the field, if he gets it, he's trying to take it to the house too. He is, actually. Yeah, you're right about that. Because he he's got get that you offensive points. mindset. That's right. He gets you points. Too. And I understand. He does get beat. Trust me. I've watched him on. He does get beat. He's gotten, he got beat less last season mm-hmm. than he did Made in 2021. Yep. Yes, I think he is adjusting his game. Because his 2021, he was kind of a high-risk, high-reward player. And most of, the time, most of the time when he's getting beat, it's on double moves. Mm-hmm. Or this is why he has a low-pro football focus grade. Or he sees something and he decides to actually act on it. Mm-hmm. And he he will violate the rules of coverage, <laughs> and I'm with you. That's why it's pro football focus grades up. Pro football focus is grading whether you are taking care of your responsibility, mm-hmm. doing your job right as a player. And sometimes he will he'll be. I've seen him actually in a in a kind of a in a quarters coverage essentially, and like in in quarters coverage, or uh, or when he's supposed to be the uh, the half defender, right. 
all right, on a coverage, uh, he, he'll just decide, no, 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 I see them running a six route, which is a deep end. I'm going to jump it because I know the quarterback's going to throw it. Right. And he'll get the interception, but he, he, but he violated the rule of coverage. He was supposed to be the deep defender. Mm-hmm. That wasn't even his his guy. That wasn't your responsibility. He will do. He does mm-hmm. that. He did it more in twenty twenty one. I don't know if he's doing it as much. He didn't do it 20, as much in twenty twenty two. But he did that a lot in twenty twenty one, which is why you get picks. Think about your your quarterback. He knows what the coverages are. Yep. So he's thinking, all right, oh, this route combination. Oh, this is a cover four beater. This is a cover three beater. We mm-hmm. definitely got him on this one. So he's like, all right, I'm letting loose. And so as he lets loose, he's like, what? The, that guy's supposed to be there? What the hell are you doing there? Because mm-hmm. he, he's a he's a habitual line stepper and violator <laughs> of the coverages. And he would do it all the time. And I get Dan Quinn was like, dude, I can't. What am I going to say when he's actually getting interceptions? Do I come yell at him? Yep. Like, dude, you just you got an interception, but you need to be back in your third. Don't you jump that route and get an interception and make a play? You don't yell at him. You just let it go. You're like, I don't Coach, know. I thought I saw something. I don't on know film what they talk I about. Re- I recognize some on film that I I've been watching, <laughs> and I knew that if he had his foot turned the wrong way, <laughs> I'm jumping at. You oh, can't. okay. Cool. That's, why, that's why pro football folks like man, his grade is low. It's like, yeah. Grade low because he's a violator of the coverage, <laughs> but right. but a playmaker. Right. Now I think think about this too. Also, like, I got a little man crush on Trevon Dix. People don't realize how long he's been playing cornerback. Guys, he's only been playing cornerback for six years. Yeah. That's it. Like, it's my full time. When he was in high school, mm-hmm. he was playing everything. He was playing safety and cornerback and wide receiver yep. and everything. Yep. And when he first got to Bama, his first year at Bama, he was also playing wide safety receiver. and kick return and wide receiver and cornerback. He's playing all these different positions. And then they switched him full time to cornerback his sophomore year, which, by the way, he lost his job. Because the guy behind him took him over because he was a habitual line stepper, yep. violating the rules of coverage. And Nick Saban was like, "What the hell do you think you're doing out there, man? You need to you know, go on the bench. Yep. You don't even know how to play the basic rule. You are violating the structure, the the, the rules of integrity of our defense, yeah. right?" And don't forget, Nick Saban was a DB. And Nick Saban's a DB, yep. right? So it's, it's especially <clears throat> annoying to him yep. when he sees you got the skill to play it, but you don't respect the structural integrity of the defense. So. He got he got surpassed that year, and then his junior year, also starting, got hurt. He got hurt, so he didn't play the full season. His first full season was his senior year at Alabama, playing cornerback full time, and he was great. Got drafted in the second round, and then he's that's basically four years out of the six years he's been playing cornerback full time, where he's actually played a full season. Right. And he's only gotten better every year he plays a full season. And he's going to continue to get better because now he's working with a guy like Stephon Gilmore. Yeah. He's working with Dan Quinn, who is keeping him on on track to what he's mm-hmm. doing. And now he just got the bag. So now he knows that he is the one that everybody's looking at now. They, he is the one that – you said it the other day, Rod, where you're like, ooh, now I, I, I don't have to throw on Trayvon Diggs' side. So when the Cowboys last year – they were picking on everybody else. Why do you think Deron Bland got so many interceptions? Damn right. Because they weren't throwing towards Trayvon Diggs. Nope. Now you're bringing in a guy like Stephon Gilmore, who is ready to to continue his greatness. And now y'all putting them on each side. Good luck. No, and that's why I think Good getting luck. Gilmore is going to mm-hmm. be a help as well, because it means you can move safeties around a little bit differently. And you go, hey man, we can have someone a little bit deeper over on this side now, mm-hmm. because we don't have to have all of the help. On the side where we know they're throwing it the whole time. Now we got Gilmore in there. We can have guys floating around a little bit more in the safety position, Mm -hmm. which means if we know he's going to be a ball hawk and if we go through film and he's like, Coach, this quarterback has so many tells and this quarterback doesn't know what he's doing, I'm going to get six picks in this game. You go, all right, I'm going to put a safety over the top 
and let exactly. you go be a ball hawk. Yep. And then we're going to go play against the Chiefs, and I'm going to say, hey, I need you to play real good coverage mm. because Patrick Mahomes ain't going to be the guy you're going to ball hawk on me for. So I'm going <laughs> to need you over here because i got to have my safeties on Travis Kelsey. So I, I got to have point. you be more of an island. Yeah. But you can work those game plans a little different now. Plus, there's a way more respect now. He knows he's there for the long term. Dan Quinn has got to know him for two seasons. I think what the progress we saw from year one to year two for Trayvon Diggs is what's really the most exciting thing about him. Because you can see all the talent and everything else, but if you don't see progress, then you go, well, he's maybe already at his ceiling. But what we saw, of, <clears throat> oh, he's still a ball hawk. Yeah. But he's starting to learn which opportunities yeah. Yeah. and yeah. not just every single time it seems like it's a home run. Totally agree. He's, and he's got help. Yeah. So that's it. So basically, yeah. he, he was a high-risk, high-reward player. Now you're talking about a lower, not totally low, but lower <laughs> risk, but yeah. still he keeps the high reward. Yeah, you're talking Love about raising player. the floor. You always talk yep. about floors and ceilings mm-hmm. on a player, and basically you're just raising the floor on Trayvon Diggs in that last season, which, look, he's still going to let some stuff go over the top because that's the type of player he is. But his worst game now seems a lot better, you know, a lot <sighs> better than he's not costing you a game as much as he may cost you a, t- a score. Mm-hmm. And if a score costs you the game, your offense ain't doing enough. Yeah, and he's going to give it back to you, though. Yeah, exactly. That's, he's going to make more plays than he gives up. That's what I love about Trevor. It's like, yeah, he oh, yeah. gives up a play, but it's like, guys, he makes, he makes way more plays than he gives up. I, yeah. I, I couldn't agree I more. I, I, I couldn't yeah. agree more. And then we were also talking about the number of interceptions that he had. Cowboy that had the most interceptions in his first three seasons was Everson Walls. Hey, I yeah. love it. Oh, yeah. man. That's uh, our boy Steve Foster. That's his Everson. cousin. That's his cousin. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I also nice throw this pool. in. I love that the contract he signed as well because he could have easily walked in and said, I want to set the new trend. And Which he could I have easily done it. I mean, he could have waited another year. And if he has a great season this year, he could have gone in and said, No, you're paying me. I'm the top paid cornerback. I need 22 a year. He could have easily done that. He sat at number five, which is still really, really good. Mm-hmm. But it's a five year deal. So, I mean, like that money is going to be really good. And, I mean, they're going to renegotiate in probably three years. Yeah. But, but you're, you're, you're sitting where he's under contract and you're going to be able to carry the ball. He wants to be a part of this Dan Quinn team. I, I, I like the number that he settled at, too. Plus, getting it done now, it means you get to move on to the next thing. What are we going to do for Zach Martin? What are we going to do for Micah Parsons? What are we going to do for some of these other players? We're not now in a world of limbo about what Trayvon Diggs is going to get. You got CeeDee Lamb, too? Yeah. CeeDee so Lamb, too. Exactly. Yeah, That's the thing. There's guy. a lot. Brandon yeah. Cook's contract comes up. What are you going to do? a lot of guys. So the, more, the quicker this, you sign these guys, yeah. at least it gives you a better idea of what your plan is going forward as opposed to, well, are we giving him 16, 17 a year or are we giving him 22? Because at $5 million a year, we need to know. And mm-hmm. what's the signing bonus? How big of a check am I writing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I agree with you on that, too. And like I said, the Cowboys, that's why this is a big year. Yeah. They got a lot of contracts that are coming up that they know, hey, man, we Michael Parsons, you got to sign him. He's going to be the richest. I'm surprised Trevon Diggs didn't ask for more money. Well, that was going to be my I, question I, for you yeah. is, as, a, as a DB. He's top five. I but mean, he, but, he, but he, as an agent, you're looking at that right there, and you're saying, "Hold up." Is it his agent? Is it is it Mugaletta? No, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know. If it I'm is. asking. No, I don't know if it is Mugaletta. Mugaletta. I don't think it is. It can't. It can't be. Because that's what I was just he, about he to say. He represents a lot of DBs, though. That's why he, I said that. One of them is Jalen Ramsey. He represents, the other one is yeah. Derwin James. He represents most of the best like DBs yes. in the NFL. Like a DB is kind of his thing. I think because he went to Texas and Texas is DBU. Yep. So he kind of got an affinity for DBs in that regard. Anyway. So let yeah. me ask you this: If that number seems to be kind of favorable to the Cowboys. As, as, I as, think as, it is. I think Patrick's right. Yeah. 
what does that do for the rest of them? If you're the agent, you're like, bro, I need you to be a little bit more aggressive on that because now I got to go negotiate. And if he, if you're top five, when I go to this bargaining table, it's going to change the way negotiations are. Yeah. Because that's how it's always happened. It's just like when Bryce Young got his money. Muguleta was like, oh, perfect. I represent C.J. Stroud. Make sure you run me my money mm-hmm. now. So that's where I am because it's the same conversation we've been talking about, and we'll get into Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley's at the meeting talking about, we got to stand together. We're going to fight this through. Uh, let me go ahead and get that check. I got to show up to now, we don't. <laughs> we don't know what Saquon said on the Zoom meeting, right, but right. Saquon did take the money. And I'm not mad at Saquon for that. Hey, but Saquon also signed a one-year deal. Exactly. It's a one-year. It's, 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 it's a mercenary do. deal. No, no, I get it. But I think that this is also part of maybe what they discussed of like, hey, man, this ain't the year because we have no leverage this year. Yep. I think next offseason, mm-hmm. when you throw in Jonathan Taylor, when Saquon again will be a free agent, when all of these guys still are only on one-year deals and now everything rolls over again, then, okay, let's go in this as a group, and there will be a little bit more. Now, they're still going to franchise tag us and do whatever else, but we can go into this from week one of free agency and have a, a game plan instead of half of the free agent running back signing, and then we have to sit back at the end and go, well, like three guys are getting screwed. That's true, and they do have to anticipate that, I mean, they, that they may get franchise tagged again. Cause they're, well, yeah. at least we don't know now if this new deal – somehow uh, has got an, an a non-franchise tag clause in it for Saquon. Yeah. We don't know that. That has not been reported. If that is not the case, then they, they can't franchise tag him again. And that would maybe, like you said, maybe now he'll be prepared for that and should be prepared for well, it anyway. And also, why would you not non-exclusive franchise tag mm. these guys too mm. that we saw them give to Lamar Jackson? There is not a team in their right mind who is going to pay them and give up draft picks for a running back. There's got to be something we're missing on. That. That's a good point. There's I don't a, know like, why. But the reason why is because they're going in there and saying we're not signing that deal. I, for I that. get that. I'm not but, doing that anymore. But that's yeah. what I'm saying. I I think if your NFL is playing hardball, it's cheaper. Right. Yeah, then you're going like <laughs> I'm not paying you ten million dollars. Cheaper. That's tag. crazy. Uh, he gets two million dollars signing bonus. He gets an eight million dollar base. Uh, so they essentially took the franchise tag and basically built in incentive. It's an incentive based deal, and they give him the two million dollars signing bonus up front and it's a one-year deal it's a mercenary yep. deal for him yeah i guess because he, he assumes he's going to hit the free agent market next season but like i said if he doesn't have a non-franchise tag clause they can also franchise tag him again i know which I is believe. awful oh yeah the nfl can do that yeah <laughs> that franchise so tag, you're like i think it's twice maybe i don't know twice i know it, they can it, do i think it's three but every time yeah. it just gets more and more, it gets expensive. more, and more expensive so which, for other positions like, for a quarterback, it's basically impossible to do three times because you're paying a guy like $90 million. That's what Kirk Cousins has been doing every single he time. He did it twice. Yeah. 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 Go ahead so, and run me that, too. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's a lot of money, especially because quarterbacks are getting more and more money. But, yeah, I think for running backs, if the if the market keeps going down and down. It's actually mm-hmm. pretty cheap. It's cost-effective. Because I mean, uh, Derrick Henry's contract is up at the end of this year, I think, and that's one of the higher ones. So once you take that one off the board – the there goes the franchise tag goes down again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I'm with you. I agree with that. So Saquon Barkley, he'll be available. He'll be playing with the New York Giants. I'm assuming he's motivated. Con- this is a contract year for him. Yeah. 
Every so, year is. Every yeah. <laughs> if you're a running back, yeah, every year is your contract year now, bro. Amen to that. So I'd much rather be a free agent, not a free agent, but an undrafted player come in, put up big numbers, sign the one year deal, go make good numbers, and then go out there and try to make some more money. This is this is utterly ridiculous mm. how this is all played out. But like you said this week, it's the market, it's the way that it goes. But hopefully, at some point, people will come to a resolution of. Daniel Jones is not the quarterback without Saquon Barkley. And that's the other part of that, too. But it, it is what it is, and that's how people are – we're going to have to view it. But I would I would have loved to see what Daniel Jones was able to do without a Saquon Barkley. I would, too. And I think Brian uh, Dable is a good coach, too. I yeah. want, want to, I see see what that would be like. to see if he can win games without Saquon. Yeah. That would have been interesting. I think Saquon should have played a little bit more hardball. Yeah. Yeah. He knows they need I him. Do, yes. It's pretty obvious. I mean, you're they need you. Yes. And that right now you got the Jets that are becoming the story in New York football wise, even though you made the playoffs last exactly. season and did really well. Beat the beat Minnesota. Bro, yeah, I, exactly. When Minnesota With was Saquon. A, <laughs> I know, I, I think he and like I said, we know he would have ended up playing, but I yeah. think I'm with you. We want he should have made them uh, see yep. what life would have been like without Saquon. Let's yeah. say like one or two games. Like you saw y'all can no, see. I, I'm nope. just curious. I, 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 it seems like it had to have been something that was discussed in that Zoom meeting, though, right? I assume that, so. I would assume that he was like, well, look, what is the offer that I get that you guys go, no, no, sign that. It doesn't help us to negotiate this. And talk to your agent and go, man, trust me, if you turn down 11, then they're just going to back off everything. If you turn down over the, the yeah, franchise tag. because that is franchise. That's over the franchise If you're giving tag. over the franchise tag and you turn that down, you could be hurting us. I still believe so, Josh Jacobs wow. is going to be the one to say, I'm out. Well, because I don't think they're offering Josh Jacobs $10 million. And I mean, he it has, is. That I, is the franchise. That is no, the franchise number. I, I don't think they're offering him more than that. And Let's right, this way. Right. And reportedly, but, he's like, I only just please, but he's not with them right now. That's no, the report. No. He's yeah. not there. He's and, Zach Martin. And there's also a difference. Yeah. I, I, like, it's how we just said Trayvon Diggs, you get to play for your, uh, for Dan. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Dan oh, Quinn, okay. you're happy. For, for Saquon, he gets to play with Brian Dayball. Yeah. Josh Jacobs got to go play for Josh, Josh Daniels. Daniels. Like, <laughs> I, I get, I'm like, man, you got to pay me to play with this guy. Yeah. Run me my money. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Not, but at least you know you'll. Yeah, now nah, you're right. There's no upside to that. You're not putting me in a position to win. I yeah. have to run. Oh, and then what? don't worry. We have Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, I forgot about Jimmy yeah. G. I yeah. like Jimmy J. I, I like Jimmy G. Well, I you know too. I'm a big fan. But, right but fan if I was a running back, I'd expect to be the focus of the offense. Oh, well, that's If the only... I led the league in rushing last year and they signed Jimmy Garoppolo yep. to replace David Carr or Derek Carr, I'd be like, oh, yeah, no, I'm the center of this offense. I get you have uh, Adams out there you can throw the ball up to, but they're going to triple team him. Yeah, Shanahan yep. showed you that. Just like, no, Jimmy G needs to play a certain role. If he plays that role, yeah. y'all can win a lot of games. Mm-hmm. You want to you wanna ask him to do more than that, then you're in uncharted waters when it yep. comes to Jimmy G yep. for the most part. And you got to keep him upright because he's fragile. And Kyle fragile. Shanahan <laughs> ran the ball. Uh, that's that's, what that's <laughs> the, the Shanahan run game. Is, you already know that. That insert quarterback here. Who is it? Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant? Put him in there. We can win some games. And Who he's back. It? He's healthy. Exactly. He's hey, healthy. No, I just heard that. He's practicing. Yeah. 
now, he's right? Practicing. He's oh, he knows. He's like, I can't let Trey Lance exactly. take this damn job from me because he's like, actually, being a four nines quarterback might be the easiest job for a quarterback <laughs> in the NFL. Yep. Because <laughs> yep. you got a, you got a, a coach that'll always put you in a good situation. You got one of the best O lines in the NFL. You got a strong running game. You got an All Pro wide receiver out there. Another really good wide receiver now. You you got an All Pro tight end. It's you know I'm not saying it's easy, but it's easier than most offenses in the NFL. It's about to go down. And you got a really good defense. <laughs> yes. You know, he's like, oh, man, you want that job. Yeah. That's why Aaron Rodgers should be and, like, hey, I want to be the 49ers quarterback. And my coach won <laughs> Matt Ryan an MVP. Oh, God, forget yep. about that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Forgot all about it. Yeah. yeah. You forget. But now we, and now we know what Matt Ryan has been and what he is. That's what I'm yeah. saying. This guy wanted me. So come on. Let me be the quarterback. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right. So we'll get, we'll make our NFL predictions and picks in the five o'clock hour. We'll actually get that done because I want to get that out there so that, um, just in case everybody have their bragging rights, just in case. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to be around. Predictions are accurate for the NFL season. So we'll give you division winners. We'll give you playoff teams. Uh, then we'll give you conference, uh, conference matchups and also uh, the Super Bowl matchup for us. So we'll do that coming up in the 5 o'clock hour and have some fun with that. Uh, but Trevor and Diggs signing a new deal with the Cowboys. Saquon Barkley signing a one-year kind of mercenary deal with the New York Giants. 27 NFL teams reporting to training camp today, gentlemen. Love so it. football season is officially upon us. Bring it. Alright, we got to talk about uh, what was actually the biggest story in sports and it was a sad one, but now um, one that's more optimistic. Bronny James um, mm-hmm. actually uh, went into cardiac arrest earlier today yeah. uh, in practice at a workout, at a workout. Yeah. so we'll discuss it but he is stable um they so uh, that's uh good news so we'll get into that too uh dylan campbell speaking of good news straight cash homie signed his deal really close to the deadline Where, what's the deadline like 30 minutes from now yeah, it was, yeah three o'clock like three? i mean it was already three. Oh, it was already it was yeah, three? okay yeah, yeah. um so yeah so he signed his deal earlier today we'll talk about that and what that means for him and astros ghost rolls with a, a dramatic win over the rangers last night that also will be uh on the docket all that and more right here on ball don't lie wonderful not when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when the idillionaire Patrick Davis takes jams that reach the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. Well done. Damn good. Damn great. Great song, Ashley. Lean on me. <laughs> yeah, right there. No. And the title of a damn good movie, too. Yeah, it is. I like it. Yeah. 
Sam's. Uh, <laughs> That's Sam's. Right. Bill Weathers. <laughs> highly underappreciated. Well, we talked about this yeah. that, oh man, it, you listen to a lot of uh, the classic kind of soul, when soul music was actually kind of a popular genre, mm-hmm. and Bill Weathers was a beast in the soul genre, and this is another classic. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Patrick always for his efforts on a musically themed day of the week. All of his musically themed days of the week. You can be a part of the show. Specs text is the best way to do it. 512-337-3776. You also can hit us up uh, via Twitter. Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Uh, my man uh, Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. And I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. Uh, let's start with some good news that Longhorn fans should be excited about. Uh, Dylan Campbell. Harge. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you, you know, you said that he would get his money. Uh, yeah. Um, and we were a little worried because yesterday he still <laughs> hadn't signed. Uh, but turns out it is it is done right before the deadline. Not right before, but the day of the deadline, I should say. Yeah. Uh, he ends up signing his deal with the Dodgers. Yeah, it's a, it's a big gift for Dylan Campbell. And you know as well as I do, there's some times of negotiation. What's going on? How How is this going to be possible? Do I really want to go? Do I want to come back to Texas? Five, uh, 500 thousand dollars you can't pass that up especially when your slot was 473 you're supposed to that was the number that they were going to be around and then you start looking at the pool of money that is still out there and they got this done i mean this is an exciting time for him and his family they're in california signing the deal now and uh i'm working to get him on the show tomorrow so we could possibly talk to him but we'll see what happens but yeah this is great for dylan because there was an article that came out. Our man, our friends over at Horn Sports talked about the fact that he was bat, he batted one eighty nine his freshman year. That's one eighty nine his freshman year, mm-hmm. and everybody was going after him and talking about him and like, oh man, who is this kid? Why is he here? And it's like because the kid can play. He's an athlete. He went and got after it. So for him to go out there and be able to develop into that player, 38-game hitting streak, longest in Texas uh, baseball history, longest in the Big 12, Mm -hmm. in the Big 12. So for him, I'm just excited about everything that has happened for this young man. Uh, Yeah, no, and and obviously – he, so Longhorn fans who were hoping yeah. that if it didn't work out for him that he'd come back to the 40 acres, that is not happening. Um, how, what are your thoughts about what this does and affects how it affects Texas baseball? Well, I think it's one of those situations where if you were a betting man, you should have bet that Dylan was going to sign. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> you hinted at it. You tried yeah, to tell the people. I was without like, selling them. yeah, the dude's not coming here. There was some rumblings that, you know, if the number wasn't right, if it didn't get to this point, there might have been an opportunity for they him to, to come back, with him, yeah. but this was the right move for him. Mm-hmm. This was the right move for his family, and most importantly, get his clock going. Because even if he came back, there was a there was going to be a log jam at a lot of positions. Because you think about it, Porter Brown is back. It's a good problem. Now. You, you're you're bringing back some pitchers. You got some guys in the outfield that are are trying to get their playing time. You got guys that you brought in hmm. from the transfer portal. Obviously, Dylan was going to be a player no matter what, but now you can start working with some of the younger players that are waiting for their time to put up some numbers as well. Yeah. Uh, so congrats to the, uh, the, sure. the, uh, the Campbell family. Congrats to uh, Dylan, man. I know he's worked hard on that. I, his story is just great. I, yeah. You're still telling me that he got benched 
uh, on a fly two ball. seasons ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just like, man, considering that, he's, he's faced a lot of adversity he and has. been able to overcome it. So I'm happy for him. All right. Uh, let's get to the big story that happened earlier today in sports the, the announcement, and at least the report, that Bronny James uh, collapsed on the court. Now, apparently, this happened on Monday because a, a statement has now, because of all that, it was, uh, a statement was released. Yeah. About it. And it says basically yesterday while practicing, um, Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny and take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition, no longer in the ICU. We ask for respect and privacy for the James family, and we will update media when there is more information. LeBron and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. Wow. That is... That's, I mean, yeah. that's beyond scary um, to think about that. Uh, any parent out there, I'm sure that's, yeah. You, yeah. <laughs> even hearing about it from yeah. somebody else dealing with that situation, I'm sure, brings it close to home. Um, yeah, we've seen this before with athletes uh, for, you know, different reasons or another. Some some people may have had or already diagnosed, and sometimes it's undiagnosed. It's undiagnosed They can have different issues, uh, cardiac issues. So I'm just glad that it was a practice or a workout where they had medical people medical uh obviously staff there that on were, hand yeah that were available yeah. that could have acted um swiftly yep so that is that, yeah. is that could go all kinds of wrong in a lot of ways for sure so uh man that is a very very uh scary situation for the james family definitely definitely one of those situations that you sit there and you look at and you're saying okay what is happening with this young man what is going on um even though he's a young person, you still can go out there and see uh, different uh, kids that are going through all this stuff. That's why these coaches, I mean, these clinics are now set up to do heart screenings. They do. As, as someone who works in healthcare, I've always in com- constant conversation with some uh, physicians, cardiologists, actually. And they always talk about the fact that you need to be around, um, you need to go get your heart screened because nowadays kids, they're developing a lot different than what we were. Hmm. There's so many different things that are being in their life, whether it's the workout, the nutrition, everything that's going on. There is always something. And you and we talked about this before, too. Matt Nader. Matt Nader, the former yeah. UT signing. Now he works in the healthcare world. Good for him. He works in the healthcare world, and he actually is working with cardiologists a lot of the times to make sure that they're staying ahead of this stuff. So it is it is a, a very fortunate situation for LeBron and him, and it is a very unfortunate situation for Bronny James for what he went through. But I'm just glad that he's okay, and we're going to monitor the situation. And USC had a player that went down mm. before that mm. they helped, okay. and he went back and played basketball as well too, so. Yeah, we saw Keontae Johnson had some issues. Yep, he yep, is, yep. They got clear for the NBA action. So there, there is positive chances of everything. You know, once you figure out what it is, exactly. once you figure out how to treat it, you're good to go. And, you're, you know, they find a way for you to keep going. Yep. Yeah, I'm excited. That's, uh, man, that's really scary. But I'm glad that he was at a USC workout. And yep. USC staff, man, they get a lot of credit for that because uh, he, he stabilized, you know, um, quickly. fairly quickly. Yeah, yeah. They, they really didn't say he was in ICU for that long. So, um, obviously, uh, shouts out and prayers to the James family for that. Let's get to the Astros, gentlemen. Astros with a big win over the Rangers last night. It was a dramatic win. Uh, walk-off. For mm-hmm. the Astros, finding a way to win that uh, that matchup, and man, a lot of runs scored too early on in that game. I believe it was 
Um, uh, e. Hogan and I actually were doing uh, E. Hogan's. He does his uh, uh, podcast with Mike Craven, and we were recording some uh, some of that. And uh, turns out the the Astros were down early in the matchup, mm-hmm. um, and found a way. Just it was a battle throughout. That was exactly kind of the game we thought we'd see. That was almost a playoff atmosphere and playoff feel to it between yeah, the Astros oh, and the Rangers. That's exactly what you want. That's what it felt like. Yeah, that's how it should be. That's exactly how you wanted that to be. We talked about it. I said it's either going to be low scoring or it's going to be high scoring. Those high and scoring. the fact that they were able to to show and prove both teams back and forth. They, if, well, you score one inning, I score one inning. You make a big play, I make a big play. But what did I say yesterday before we left? Why is Chaz McCormick splitting time? Chaz McCormick deserves to be in the lineup every single day. Six ribbies. <laughs> exactly. And he turned around that fastball by uh, Aroldis Chapman, who has been staring at people for the last week and a half since he's been a Ranger. Pitched well. Pitched very well. But last night, I think he just can't – he can't pitch in uh, Minute Maid. Mm. That that (laughs) place is kryptonite to him. He cannot pitch there. Hey, and I think, too, when you go up against Kyle Tucker, Kyle Tucker has one of the best eyes in the game. Mm -hmm. And he basically was able to watch some of those 100-mile-plus our fastballs and not swing. Yep. And once he started missing the plate, he started missing the plate more and more. You get two guys on and then you're just trying to find it and Chaz McCormick was waiting for it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we had a discussion uh right before the matchup about Chaz McCormick. Both you guys adamant that yeah. Dusty, whether it's mind games or <laughs> and like I said, maybe he's trying to mo- maybe this is his way of motivating Chaz McCormick. Well, I I think he's got the message. He's playing the best baseball. Yes, he, he also had a great play in the career. outfield. Yes, another he had a great, great defensive play, play so, in that game as well. Okay, so are you guys, okay, you guys are upset that that Dusty isn't playing more of Chas McCormick, but he is playing the best baseball of his career. So something's going right. <laughs> Something is going right, right? No. So no, it's what I meant. It, it's it doesn't make sense. That was what we we're trying to figure out. We're like, why is he just? Why was he refusing to play him for the entire beginning of the season? Maybe that's part of the motivation, and though. Hopefully it was, and, and hopefully he's good now. Coaches play mind games like that all no, the time. We know. The yeah, big thing, yeah, as harsh. No, no, the we big thing know. was the trade deadline is like, what, six days away? Something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, August 1st. his name was in a lot of those talks. So you just want to be like, hey, man, can we take his name out of some of these talks yeah, now? Yeah, that, that, that I think is that. more yeah. of where you're just kind of, okay. we get Dusty doesn't like him, but mm-hmm. you can't trade away the hottest guy on the team. No. Not yeah. that dude. No, especially while you're waiting for guys to get healthy and get yeah. your reinforcements. No, he's been on fire. Yeah. And he figured out the slider. Oh, we'll give the stats uh, mm-hmm. next time we talk Astros. But the stats say last season, and I don't know about his career, but last season he struggled with the slider. Hart says, hey, man. That's the difference between the boy. That's the difference between the boys and the men. Exactly in Major League Baseball is who. And can I've been on bended knee. <laughs> I've been on bended knee. You want to play? Uh, yeah, you want to play in the majors with the big dogs. That's yeah. the difference. And this year he's been great against the slider, and he just continues to play the best baseball that of his career. Arguably, I haven't looked at his career stats, but I can't. It'd be hard for me to imagine he's had a, he's had a streak or at least a uh, a string of games and a span of games that he's playing better baseball than he is right now. I would agree with you. And every time he comes to the plate, you can tell that he has a ton of confidence. Why wouldn't he? You 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 see that now that that's what the swag is about. You know as well as I do. You out there and you making all the plays and you're actually catching those interceptions. Your um, swag is yes, on it 12. Is. It is. You are out there doing yeah. your thing. You're like, please throw my way. That's true. And it's like now he's running to the bat rack 
to get up to the plate because yeah. he knows he's going to have a quality at bat. He came up to at bat twice with the bases loaded. Well, r- once with the bases loaded, the other one with runners in scoring position, and he delivered on both of them. Yeah. Like you said, six ribbies yesterday. That's yeah, it's beautiful. No, he is, man. He is balling. I'm yeah. happy for him. And, yeah, the Astros now, uh, is that lead, a two-game lead now? Yep. For the Rangers? Two games lead. Two games lead. All right, tonight, big game uh, for the Astros and the Rangers. Rangers be trying to bounce back for the Astros. Uh, they'll be trying to close that gap. Yep. Um, I think the desperation here, I think the Rangers – might take this one. Well, it's desperation. If that right fielder has to make a throw again, then, then yeah, I would say you might want to go with the Astros. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man, throw the ball to home plate. What I believe our Garcia is going to be back today, though. I hope so, and because I know Garcia that the Rangers that are hoping so. No, because Garcia makes that throw. Oh, the dude's not running. Yeah, Tucker You're doesn't run, run on, on that. On, yeah, Tucker doesn't run on That's Garcia. great scouting by Gary Pettis at third base. He knew yeah. my man had noodle arm out there and, and was like, I'm running go, anyway. Go. Go. And, and some people even said that it was still a little too close at the plate to him still cut where it, that the, he may not have touched the plate like it was – yeah, but I don't listen to those people because okay. I saw that throw. Okay, that he deserved to be he deserved to be safe. He de- you deserve to lose that game if a major league right fielder can't throw the ball all the way to home plate. And I was sure. still trying to I, last night when we were texting during the game. I was like, why did he cut the throw? Like, don't cut that throw. Just let it go. Well, because yeah, let it bounce twelve times and then we'll really know that my say, man's arm. He's probably so he didn't embarrass his yeah. teammate. He's like, bro, I'm a catch like, I have a. He's like, I know. Well, he knew we, him. He was like, oh, I know him. Yeah, we watch. We watch <laughs> it, bro. It's gonna be sad when it did dribble. It dribbles its way and rolls its way trying to the plate. So. Yeah. Uh, now you're right, but the Astros get a dramatic win in Game One of that series. And it does look like Altuve and Alvarez will not play tonight. Yeah, they're, they're taking bad in practice right now. But yeah, yeah. one they, game one too. So you yeah, and I good. mean, either one could be available in the game as well. But they're neither one of them looks like to be in the starting lineup. But it does look like Garcia will be back for the Rangers after getting hit in the hand <laughs> on Sunday. People on the text line giving yeah, Garcia is back <laughs> in right field. But guess who's in left field? They talking trash on that on that throw, man. Jakowski. He's that, back in there. Janky is back <laughs> in there. <laughs> that was a weak throw. Jankowski's arm is kind of janky since Joe <laughs> number two. For yeah. real. Uh, I get, hey, well, get into it if you're, if you're in the Yeah, I'm like, hey, man. They, they, they baseball has a way of finding you? It does. All the time. <laughs> Every time. Hey, hard, be. you got an error at shortstop. Guess what? They're going to hit you another one right now. <laughs> Throw it into the stands. Hey, that's what they, put him, they put him over by the Crawford boxes, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let, that, let that field come in a little bit. Yeah. The Crawford boxes. I'm like, my goodness. Oh, man. All right. We'll come back. We'll get to the flex on the other side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 104. Down the Tomorrow, don't lie, right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts Tuesday. That's when the idealionaire Patrick Davis. That's when he puts uh, some, you know, some jams up for us that have reached the top of the Billboard charts on this day in history. And I'm not sure exactly what this is. Oh, you don't oh, know, you this, don't one? know this one? I'll probably know in the chorus. Yeah, here you go, right here. Bad, bad, Leroy Brown. Baddest man in the whole damn town. <laughs> Better than old King Kong. 
and he's meaner than a junkyard dog. Why uh-huh. do you know this song uh-huh. so well? Because they're used. To, it's a there, classic. It's a classic. Number one, but number two, there used to be a W, uh, not a WWE, but a wrestler. Oh, his intro was this. Yeah, uh, yeah. that was his yeah. intro music. Yeah. Okay, that was that makes sense. I was yeah. like, it was like an intro song for yeah. a, a TV show or something. I was like, I don't yeah. know why Harge knows no, this song. It was, it was, I know it about was a words. classic song that gets. It's been played a lot for the last fifty years. Okay. <laughs> It does sound like, a, like, a, like I said, a theme song to some TV show or cartoon or something. Some old Jim Croce. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jim Croce. All right, there you go. See, I, I didn't. I, I will admit, I heard, I've heard that song before, but maybe once or twice. Um, but I didn't know that Harge knew it by heart. Oh yeah, it's one of your favorite jams. Well, well it, it will get some play. Bad Leroy you know, Brown is that? Is Bad Leroy Brown? Bad, Bad Leroy Brown. Bad, Bad. bad. Bad twice. Okay. Mm-hmm. They want to disrespect. The extra bad. The you know? Because <laughs> he, he's badder than King Kong. Old King Kong. Badder than old King Kong. And meaner than a junkyard dog. Okay. There you mm-hmm. go. Mm-hmm. Junkyard dogs can be real mean. They though. are real mean. Trust me. Um, all right. Uh, kickers for the All Flex team. FLXATX.com. FLXATX on all your social media platforms. Uh, you can go check out the continue the release of the All Flex watch list for the best football players in the area. And by the way, I can guarantee you, we miss some, all right? For that's, sure. That's why during the season the list is updated and they make a revamp. So this is literally just some rough draft. So if you get upset or offended because he's like, hey, man, it's a really good player. They didn't mention him in the Flex area. All you got to do is reach out to the Flex team. Go to flxatx.com. Uh, so the kickers are uh, uh, three of them being listed on the watch list. Kai um, Haruki. Hope I got the name right. From Round Rock, mm-hmm. Do you, you actually watch Round Rock. I did. his name correctly? Yep. Uh, Peyton uh, Myas Amas uh, from Elgin, and Spencer Barnett of Westlake are the kickers uh, for the All Flex team. The punters uh, for the wet the watch list, I should say, All Flex watch list. Um, Evan uh, Vosk of Northeast, Ivan Rodriguez of Leander, and Owen Norrell of Westwood are the mm. punters. For the uh, All Flex watch list. And the long snappers are uh, Jake Helms from Westlake, uh, Luca Wilson from Cedar Park, Tristan Compton of Hutto, and your return specialists. Um, and they got four return specialists here. Um, five, five. Oh, five return yeah, specialists. Yeah, Adrian Wilson from Weiss, Bryson Bats from uh, Austin High, Heath McCree. We, you and I, got a chance to meet with yes. Heath McCree from Westlake. Your partner, Leonard Moore. Uh, Leonard yeah. Moore from Round Rock and Miles Coleman, who we also got a chance to chop oh, yeah. it up with from Vandergriff. Um and Leonard Moore, I'm sure he's gonna be listed again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And so will Miles Coleman. I can guarantee both those guys you're gonna see them on the other uh positions on the uh, all flex watch list coming up. They'll be doing DBs mm-hmm. coming up tomorrow. Uh, also linebackers will be coming up tomorrow too. So go check it out if you missed any of these selections. Remember yesterday uh they revealed the offensive and defensive lines yep. uh, for the all flex watch list. All right, we come back. We'll dive into some uh, Texas football discussion, all college football discussion as well. Uh Jim Harbaugh uh, is facing a four game suspension we'll dive into the details of that arch manning has his first trading card that is out and he also is signed his first big nil deal uh quinn ewer's predictions uh to be one of the best uh passers in college football one of the top passers in college football and big 12 travel miles which teams in the big 12 uh travel the most uh, for this upcoming college football season all that and more right here on ball don't lie on 